from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast Practitioner Brief. Thank you all for being here this morning. We've got a packed show today. Sorry, we're getting some lighting issues here. There we go. I think that's it. There we go. All right. Um, so good morning. Thanks to, thank you all for tuning in. Thursday, December 8th, 2022. What a week this has been for a lot of practitioners. Um, and I got to tell you, um, <laughs> uh, spent yesterday with, with about 50 of our peers at, a, at, at an event. And, um, and the conversations were definitely around a lot of the stuff we talk about here on the show. Uh, a, a strong reinforcement of kind of the mission of this program, which is, is really focused on um, what is it that's going on and how would it impact our business? So we're going to get into that here in just a moment. Before we do, though, let's go ahead and grab our cup of coffee this morning. I've got my double espresso. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. Our first story of the day is locally here in Atlanta, Georgia. Acuity, Acuity Brands discloses two different data breach. Uh, the lighting and building management giant Acuity Brands has publicly disclosed two data breach suffered by the company in recent years, including one that may have involved ransomware. In the data security incident notice published recently uh, in the last few days, Acuity Brands said it became aware of an unauthorized access to its system and data theft in early of December of last year, the investigation into the incident revealed a separate unrelated breach that occurred in October of 2020, which also involves attempts to copy files from compromised systems. An investigation revealed that the information compromised in the two incidents belongs to current and former employees and members of Acuity's health plan. There's no indication that customer information was stolen. The information included names, social security numbers, Acuity health plan information, driver's license numbers, financial account information, limited health information, and other details related to employment. Acuity's brand's data security incident notice does not mention ransomware, but Security Week has found evidence suggesting that the 2021 attack may have been carried out by the notorious Conti ransomware group, and an email to Acuity brand for confirmation has yet to be answered. Uh, while Conti was shut down earlier this year as the brand became toxic due to some members making controversial statements uh, in regards to the Russia-Ukraine war. There is a possibility of a legal action based on these events. But if you think about it from a practitioner uh, perspective, how often are we focused on the healthcare information that we store for our employees through our benefits programs? I don't think that's a top priority for a lot of CISOs. At least I haven't seen it. Um, and, and this is an example of breaching this organization to potentially do healthcare fraud. Cloud SESEK is blaming their hack on another cybersecurity firm. The digital risk protection company Cloud SESEK claims that another cybersecurity firm is behind a recent data breach resulting from the compromise of an employee's JIRA account. As part of the targeted cyber attack, an unknown party used session cookies for the employee's JIRA account to gain access to various types of internal data because the user never used the password for login and relied on single sign-on instead. And because his email was protected with MFA, the attacker wasn't able to compromise the password or the email. However, after taking over the account, the attacker did access customer names and purchase orders for three companies, as well as screenshots of the product's dashboards, VPN, and endpoint IP addresses were also accessed, and the attacker searched Confluence pages for credentials. No customer data or 
uh, login information or credentials uh, used on the portal were compromised, according to the company. This week, a threat actor going by the name of C-Dude had created accounts on several cybercrime forums claiming to have access to cloud SEK data, including ex-vigil, codebase, email, Jira, and social media accounts, but the company says these claims are utterly false. All screenshots and reported access shared by the threat actor can be traced back to the Jira tickets and internal Confluence pages. Even the screenshots of ElasticDB, MySQL database schema, and ex-vigil PX from training documents stored on Jira or Confluence. The attacker has zero reputation on the dark web and created the dark web market account specifically to post cloud SDK-related information. No ransom was demanded, nor there were any signs of a cybercrime group. They have disclosed that, so we'll see how kind of this one shakes, but this seems a lot of kind of like someone accessed us. We're pretty mad about it, but we're, we're really, you know, it's no biggie. We'll see how they get this one figured out. A new ZeroBot malware has 21 exploits for big IP, Zixel, and D-Link devices. So the GOAT-based malware named ZeroBot has been spotted since mid-November using exploits for almost two dozen vulnerabilities in a variety of devices that include F5 Big IP, Zixel firewalls, TotalLink and D-Link routers, and HIC vision cameras. The purpose of the malware is to add compromised devices to a DDoS botnet to launch powerful attacks against specific targets. Um, exploding its way in the malware can target a range of system architectures and devices. Um, and you can obviously see the list here. ZeroBot incorporates exploits for 21 vulnerabilities and uses them to gain access to the device. Then it downloads a script named Zero, which allows it to self-propagate. ZeroBot uses a whole slew of exploits. And you can see the first one is CVE 2014-08361, which is the, uh, SOA, the SOAP service in the Realtek SDK all the way to some of the most recent stuff from this year. You want to make sure you get your IoT and router devices uh, uh, patched up as soon as possible. Again, show notes uh, has the link to, to this story by Bleeping Computer. And I encourage everyone to really go follow it and make sure you're a um, uh, not open to this style of malware. Apple announced yesterday plans to beef up data security protections on its flagship devices with the addition of new encryption tools for iCloud backups and a feature to help users verify identities in the Messages app. The security-themed upgrade scheduled to ship next year includes a new feature called Advanced Data Protection for iCloud, offering end-to-end encryption to protect iCloud backups, even in the case of a data breach. Uh, This is the highest level of cloud data security. Uh, Encryption is one thing. Um, right, and, and and encryption is all about decryption, and they're saying you can decrypt it on your on your on their trusted devices. And and again, that brings up a question: is how do you trust that device? And if we're building a zero trust architecture, how do you validate that? Users who opt in to this service to the advanced data protection keeps most iCloud data protected, even in the case of a data breach. Apple said the only major iCloud data categories that are not covered by end-to-end encryption are iCloud mail, contacts, and calendar because of the need to, to interoperate with the global email, contacts, and calendar systems. The new enhanced security features also includes iMessage contact key verification, which will allow users to verify they are communicating only with whom they intend, kind of like man-in-the-middle attack and so forth. This is mainly being uh, taken as a feature for journalists, human rights activists, and members of government. Uh, they've also made a kind of key fob two-factor uh, hardware security key for devices as well. So there's that. Um, 
Good morning, everyone kind of watching. I've missed some of the comments. So good morning, Avishai. Good morning, uh, uh, Chris. Drinking hotel and a coffee, Avishai. Well, I mean, hotel coffee is not too bad. Um, but I know it's not an espresso, but still something. North Korea government hackers are using the Internet Explorer Zero Day to target South Korea users. The report issued yesterday by a Google threat analysis group tag says that they notified Microsoft about CVE 2022-41128 and the issue was patched within a few hours. The um, hackers from North Korea's APT-37 used documents referencing the tragic incident in Idawan in Seoul, South Korea during Halloween and exploit the vulnerability, which was in an Internet Explorer J script engine. According to the Google report, they were first tipped off about the issue on October 31st when multiple people based in South Korea reported a new malware by uploading malicious documents to VirusTotal. The document's title references to the tragic incident that took place during Halloween celebrations on October 29th. The scheme takes advantage of a long-running feature where Microsoft Office renders HTML content using Internet Explorer. Google said delivering Internet Explorer exploits through this vector has the advantage of not requiring the target to use Internet Explorer as its default browser. This latest bug takes advantage of the JavaScript engine of Internet Explorer and Google compared to another issue from 2021. Microsoft has patched this, but that just shows you how easy this is. Finally, Iranian hackers strike the diamond industry with a data wiping malware in a massive supply chain attack that went from South Africa to Israel and Hong Kong. The uh, Iranian advanced persistent APT known as Agrius has been attributed as behind a set of data wiping attacks aimed at the diamond industries in South Africa, Israel, and Hong Kong. The wiper referred to as fantasy by ESET is believed to have been delivered via a supply chain attack targeting an Israeli software Sweet developer as part of a campaign that began in February of this year. Victims include HR firms, IT consulting companies, a diamond wholesaler in Israel, a South African entity working in the diamond industry, and a jeweler based in Hong Kong. The fantasy wiper is built on the foundation of the previously reported Apostle wiper, but does not attempt to masquerade as ransomware, as Apostle originally did ESET researcher Adam Berger disclosed in the analysis. This was first documented by Sentinel-1 in May of 2021 as a wiper turned ransomware that was deployed in destructive attacks against Israeli targets. Um, Agrius, the uh, Iran-aligned group behind the intrusions, has been active since at least December of 2020 and leverages known security flaws in internet-facing applications to drop web shells that are in turn used to facilitate reconnaissance, lateral movement, and the delivery of final stage payloads. Um, So... um, there's data. We talked about data wiping yesterday, and I said it's being used by Ukraine and Russia, but that's not exclusive. Um, and at some point, at some point, it's going to go and become a uh, a business espionage tool. And I said it yesterday, and I opened my mouth a bit too early. Um, that was here. It is the story just backs up what I looked at yesterday. Folks, that's it for our show for this week. Um, if you're in Atlanta and you'll be at FutureCon, I hope to see you a little bit later today there. Um, otherwise, we'll be back Monday right here live. Until then, have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, folks, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.